Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an was an excellent da'i and he learnt the skills of da'wah directly from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he became known as the bridge for the people of Makkah allowing them to enter into the fold of Islam and this was due to the barakah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this honor that was given to him and he shared this platform with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an that both were in the company of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the beginning in fact ulama have mentioned that when we study the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an was in the company of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in all of the da'wah activities of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to publicly declare Islam to the people and invite them to Islam when verses were revealed kum fa'anzir wa rabbaka fakabbir wa thiyabaka fatahir stand up and warn the people anyone who turns away from Islam for them is a painful punishment in the hereafter Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam decided to invite the family members first and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very adamant he was an obedient slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he would obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the letter of the Quran by the alif and the ba of the Quran literally 
And that is why the mission given to Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam is the most difficult mission. And so he decided to invite the most elite members of the city of Makkah. And they were the family of Banu Hashim, the children of Hashim, the core of the Qurayshi tribe, the backbone. And these were people who were all related to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in his kalam that Ku anfusakum first save yourself. First save yourself. Wa ahlikum and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa ahlikum and then save your family members also. And this is the methodology of um, engaging in good works that first look after yourself and then your immediate family do as much as you can as much as you can that is the responsibility and so Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam decided that rather than inviting all of the people of Makkah and the different tribes that are around let me invite the elite these were people who had the full control of the city of Makkah Nothing would happen, nothing would tick in Makkah without their permission. The most elite, ulama have mentioned approximately Arba'een, 40 of the Banu Hashim uh, were invited by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa And it was at a meal, a feast. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa made all the preparation and the arrangements gave them the best drink, prepared the best food for the elite people that were here. All of them were extremely happy. And remember, they were very happy with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the son of Abdul Muttalib, from the family of Abdul Muttalib. And so all of them were interrelated. And so for the senior people to come, the uncles and everybody was there, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam invited them. MashaAllah, all of them were eating. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at them, <coughs> provided the best hospitality for them. After the meal, when everything was over, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam at the right moment, MashaAllah, and with the beautiful oratory skills of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in simple words, in a simple language Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to them that I want your attention and I want you to listen to me carefully so all of them were listening to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they said Muhammad bin Abdullah we, we are all ears for you and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that it is great honor especially for the people of Quraysh and I want to say something to you that Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam visited me and he conveyed to me the message that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that I have been commissioned as a messenger of Allah. Allah has made me the final Nabi and I am Khatimun Nabiyeen. I am not Muhammad bin Abdullah, but now I am Muhammad Rasulullah. And I am here so that 
my family members can give me the first full support and accept me to be the Nabi. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, when this declaration was made by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it was as if the jinns had possessed their souls and bodies. Demons had entered into them. They were gripped with silence. They, they could not even see each other. What is this man talking about? Which Jibreel comes to you? They had heard of Ibrahim alayhi salam and Musa alayhi salam. And of course the men who were learned from them understood of Jibreel alayhi salatu was salam. And he said, I want you to shun all the idols that are in the city of Makkah. And I want you to worship Allah who is Ahad, who is Samad, who is Lam Yalid, who is Walam Yulad, Walam Yakullahu Kufu and Ahad. And I want you to worship only one Allah. And I want you to accept me as a Nabi, and not just a Nabi, but a Khatamun Nabiyin. No Nabi shall come after me. And I am the seal to all the prophets that came before me. So who is going to give me their support? I want the support from the family members. And remember, these were people who would fight other tribes in order to protect their family members. But when it came to religious issues and matters of religion, they did not have anything to say with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam on this subject. And it was young Ali. Who was it? Young Ali radiallahu ta'ala and who stood up. And he was also amongst the Hashimi people. But he was a young man. And he stood up and he said, Ya Rasulullah, you have my full support. And I will assist you. And I testify that there is no God but Allah. And that you are the messenger of Allah. This was Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. The first da'wah openly given by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam recorded in the seerah books and it was Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala because he was the family of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam smiled at him and acknowledged the bravery and the courage of this young man Ali radiallahu ta'ala to stand up in front of such um, individuals who were related to him uncles and senior people of the family and then for the second time, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam repeated. And this is how the Arabs would even speak. When, it, when, when they wanted to say something which is very important, unlike how we communicate in the Urdu language or in our own languages, we say it once and that is it. But the Arabs have a habit. When they want to know how you are and how is your health, they'll ask you, كيف halak? And you say, Alhamdulillah. And after a bit they say, كيف hal? They say, Alhamdulillah. And they say, كيف hal? And he said, Alhamdulillah. It might be strange to people, but for them this is very important. It's an important message. And so, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam again said to them, Who will worship Allah? And who will assist me in promoting and propagating and exposing the name of Allah to all of humanity? Everybody again looked at each other. Hazrat Ali stood up for the second time. And said, Ya Rasulullah, I am with you. For the third time, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam repeated, and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala answered, I am with you. But this time, the step uncle of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, whose name was Abu Lahab, he stood up. 
and he was again the enemy of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he sort of became very angry in that gathering and he stood up and he said that let me apologize to everyone here from the Banu Hashim that my nephew uh, is not feeling well Aliyazubillah. and he said that on behalf of my nephew I want to apologize and it seems that he is suffering from some kind of a hallucination he is not well Aliyazubillah. and so what he was saying that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is majnoon Aliyazubillah. and all of them stood up and left the gathering the feast of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they went away of course Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was disappointed but not daunted mashallah this unshakable conviction determination that the message of Allah the name of Allah must open up to all of humanity all of humanity irrespective of the fact that even all of Makkah go against me but I have with me Allah and the support of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that time you only had Abu Bakr Siddiq and you had people like uh, Hazrat Zaid Hazrat Ali and Bibi Khadijatul Kubra radiallahu ta'ala anha and these were the individuals who were working hard extremely hard in fact day and night this was their duty to give da'wah Hazrat Ja'far radiallahu ta'ala the son of Abu Talib the brother of Ali he accepted Islam because of Hazrat Ali it was Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala that took his brother on the side and said to him what are you doing look what happened to our father accept Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam who is with us and mashallah Allah opened his heart and he became a Muslim and Hazrat Ja'far then spoke to the wife Asma and Asma also became a Muslimah and then Allah's Nabi looking at all his uncles who do I speak to and he spoke to Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala and Hazrat Hamza became Muslim and can we talk about Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq he opened up Islam to all of his business partners all of his business partners today we make business with the kuffar with the non-muslims we talk about what's the football score by what has happened how's the weather bad winter long winter bad weather this is what is happening have we ever opened up Allah and his Rasul to them we are shy and this shyness comes because of shaitan shaitan is an obstacle shaitan is an obstacle wallahi my respected brothers a few days ago when I was in the city center this old lady with a stick couldn't even stand properly old lady old lady she had in her hands five to six cards five to six cards and she was so weak that the cards fell from her hands and I was walking past I thought by you know little things matter and it is character which is so important so I quickly went and I picked up the cards not realizing I picked it up and I gave it to her and she said she, she said to me oh thank you very much my love thank you that's how they speak and uh, and then she looked at me and said can I say something to you could hardly hear her such an old frail lady 
What is she doing out there in this bitter cold weather, winter? Uh, and she's towards the entrance of the haymarket, inside and half outside, targeting people who are coming in and going out. And all she had with her was simple six, seven cards. But the face of this handsome man with a beard, and it was all about Jesus and the words of Jesus, and said, my son, let me introduce you to the savior of all humanity, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. But you have to salute their determination, their conviction, even though they are kuffar. But look at uh, the zeal they have. What is inside? An old lady, she thinks that for me my salvation is this. And when Allah has given us haqq, we have Qur'an. Wallahi, we have the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What we have, no one else in the world has got. No one else in the world has got. And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is working with his business partners. From the ashra mubashara, ten who were given the glad tidings of Jannah, five of them are business partners to Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an, and all embrace Islam at the hands of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. And Hazrat Khadijatul Kubra, though she passed away very early in the life of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but the little opportunity she got, she was working with the women. She would talk to the women. She would explain to the women folks, come and get close to this deen, the deen of Islam. And so, these early Muslims, Allahu Akbar, were so important. How they gave da'wah to the people. And Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an was always there. A very famous incident. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not take a rest. Immediately after what had happened, during the feast and when the Hashimi people were invited, no one accepted. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood on the mountain of Safa. Now in Arabia the mountain of Safa was like the mimbar, the pulpit. So Safa mountain was the pulpit. Any man who had to say anything important and wanted to convey the message to all the people of Makkah would have to stand on the pulpit as in the mountain of Safa and when they would see a man on the mountain of Safa, slowly everybody would gather around him. Why? Because an important message has to be said. And so Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood up. Alhamdulillah, it is the month of Rabiul Awwal. We're touching on a bit of seerah. But Alhamdulillah, the seerah is all connected to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and also. And it is a combination, a bit of both. And now when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was standing on the mountain of Safa, Ulama have mentioned the only man standing with him at that time was Hazrat Ali. So at the first mission of da'wah, Hazrat Ali was present. At the second opportunity given to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who was standing with him? Hazrat Ali radiya. So you have two people. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the main speaker. And Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an is with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And slowly all the people gather, all the people gather. And there's a crowd now in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And look at the methodology that Allah's Nabi had employed to uh, sort of impress the people so that they become Muslims. 
And first of all Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam greeted them and said, I want you to come close to me. And what I'm going to say to you is something that is very important. And these were people who had love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so Allah's Nabi wanted to test them. And he said to them, if I was to tell you that behind the mountains of Makkah, behind the hills of Safa and Marwa, your enemies are waiting to attack you, would you believe me? And all of them, all of them, every single individual standing there said, Labbaik, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we know you to be extremely truthful. And whatever you say, we believe you. But Allah's Nabi is saying, you haven't seen the enemies. And they said, but you are saying it. And that is sufficient. You are saying it. And that is sufficient. And now very slowly, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, now if you have so much faith in me, I invite all of you to worship Allah and to say, قُلْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Say there is no God but Allah. And say that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his final messenger. Again, Allahu Akbar. Shaitan is there at all times, especially when anything good is going to happen. All of these people looked at each other and they turned away. And they said, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you invite us to uh, worship Allah and to turn away from the religion of our forefathers. Again, the step-uncle Abu Lahab here, what he did is that he made some comments and he started ridiculing the status of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and immediately verses of the Quran were revealed uh, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of Abu Lahab Tabbat yada Abi Lahab wa tab ma aghna anhu maluhu wa ma kasab and something to note here is that this ayat karima was revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam very early in his life very early in his life and it speaks about Abu Lahab clearly rejecting the faith of Islam now all Abu Lahab had to do to prove that the Quran is wrong even if he was just pretending all he had to do was to say okay the Quran says I will never become a Muslim but in front of you I testify there is no God but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his Rasul. And this shows that the Quran is wrong. But in his entire life, entire life, mohar lag jati hai. When your hearts are sealed, you never get close to the Quran and the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Abu Lahab was never given that opportunity. Why? Because he ridiculed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But again the point to note my respected brothers is that who was with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anha. And now of course things were very different in the city of Makkah. It was as if you only had um, two categories of people. Muslims and non-Muslims. There was a lot of uh, problem in Makkah now when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam openly invited the people towards uh, Islam and so what they started doing now is that they had launched a new vilification campaign this was the people of Makkah and so they decided that let us do some propaganda and so they started saying Muhammad who Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
Muhammad is Al-Majnoon, Al-Yazub And they would say, Muhammad the poet, Sahir. And they would say, who Muhammad? The sorcerer. And they would say, he's a wizard. He's a wizard. And they said that he has jinns with him and he has been possessed by jinns. These were the accusations. In fact, preposterous demands were made to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A man came to him and said, Okay, Ya Rasulullah, as in they would say Muhammad bin Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, if you say that Jibreel comes to you, then show us Jibreel. Where is Jibreel? If you were a Nabi, then make the mountains of Makkah into gold. Turn the Arabian desert into a beautiful oasis. And they said to him, then tell us where the exact location of where the treasures are buried of the of the kings, the past kings. Where are the treasures? Tell us the location and we will believe you. And they started saying that the Quran is not a revealed testament. It is not the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But rather the authorship of the Quran goes to a man whose name is Jabir. Who has written the Quran? A Christian man whose name is Jabir. This is what they were saying, accusations. On the Quran, again, verses were revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, clearly rebuffing these false accusations, that this man Jabir was a Christian man, not even an Arab, and he could not even speak a word of the Arabic language. And the Quran is Quran and Arabiya, it is in the Arabic language. And so how is it possible that Jabir is the author, al-yazubillah, of the Quran? And so, these were the, the strategies employed by the people at that time in Makkah al-Mukarramah, targeting the Quran. And so what they decided is that, just like during the time of Musa alayhi salam, all the magicians were there, all the magicians were there, the people of Makkah said that we will gather all the poets because it was the Quran that was making an effect in the hearts of the people. The kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so one of the most eminent Arabic poets whose name was At-Tufail from the tribe of Dawus, whose name was Tufail Ad-Dawsi. Now we need to understand that the most powerful people during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam even more powerful than the Qurayshi people of Makkah were the poets. Everything was in the control of the poets. The poets and their poetry. In fact, poetry was, was accepted and it was actually hung on the walls of the Kaaba when any man wrote some good poetry. On the walls of Kaaba. And so people would come and say, this shi'ar has been written by that person, this shi'ar has been written by this person. And so just to understand the power of the poets and their poetry uh, for, for, for us today is like the power that media has got. Media is considered to be one of the most powerful propaganda tools. It can promote corruption, disunity, disharmony. But at the same time media, if it is used properly, it can even promote all the good works. And so the same power was with the poets. That is why in Arabia, they would send the children in the desert hoping that one day my child will become a poet. That is why they would send the child in the desert. And so all the poets would gather up and they said, we are going to challenge Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. 
So from the tribe of Adaus, a man called At-Tufail came in the city of Makkah. Now there was so much pressure upon the people of Makkah, despite the fact that Tufail was one of the most prominent poets of Arabia, they stopped him. And they said, Tufail is too much of a gamble for you to meet Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, why? He said, let us tell you that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a magician, aliyazu billah. And he mesmerizes people by verses of the Qur'an. And slowly you will also become a Muslim, so you have to be very careful. And so don't go close to him, don't listen to the Qur'an. Now, At-Tufail al-Dawsi said that I am a poet and I recognize poetry and especially in the Arabic language. Let me listen to the Qur'an. Let me see what he has to say. And I will know immediately if it is the words of God which he claims or is it poetry. And so eventually they couldn't stop him and Tufail uh, al-Dawsi goes to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. According to some narrations that uh, some sections in which the zikr, the mentioning of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam has been made. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read the Quran in front of this man Tufail al-Dawsi. And he said to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, continue, continue, continue and don't stop. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continued reciting the Qur'an. And in that very gathering he said to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, before I stand, stand up I want to embrace Islam. And this was Tufail al-Dawsi, the most powerful shair of Arabia. Allah's Nabi read the Qur'an and mashallah he became a... This was the power of the Qur'an. The most powerful weapon even today is the Qur'an. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an then comes into the picture also. Let us not forget him. He listens to the Qur'an and what happens? Umar embraces Islam. Round one goes to the Muslims. Round two goes to the Muslimin. Allahu Akbar. And now slowly what happens? Uh, Christians, a group, a delegation... Uh, from the interior of Arabia came to meet Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a dozen of them and these were learned people and when they heard of a man who claims to be a Nabi they came to visit Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the people of Makkah blocked these Christians from getting close to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but the Christians were adamant and they said no we have to meet this man Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all of them came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And imagine they sat in the company of Rasulullah. First of all, the presentation of Rasulullah. How you talk, how you dress up, who you are, subhanallah. And how you start. When you see the face of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam And the Quran that was being recited. We want to hear the, the final testament, the last testament, the Quran that was revealed to you. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam recited the Quran. Ulama have mentioned all of these Christians also became Muslim. And now slowly, my respected brothers, in the city of Makkah, you had 100 new reverts. How many? 100. Already 100. Very quickly, rapidly spreading. MashaAllah. 100. And how many reverts have we made in Leicester? How many people? Is this just the job of a Mulana, my respected brothers? It's not. And until we don't do the job and the mission of Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam 
And the job of the Nabi was to invite the non-Muslims and bring them to the house of Allah. We will regret. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah will question us. You were given British passports, you were given all the freedom, mashallah, you lived, you were settled here, your children were born here, for generations you were here. What did you give to the wider community? What did you speak to them about? Allahu Akbar. Which is so important, my respected brothers. And we need to do a lot of rethinking. When we study the life of Hazrat Ali, wallahi, looking and reading the seer of Hazrat Ali, it seems that this man was an incredible da'i. Day in and day out, every time, night, day, he, this man was only doing da'wat. Just like Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. When things became very difficult for the people of Makkah, when they started noticing that so many people have embraced Islam, what they wanted now to do is that they resorted to physical force. They resorted to physical force. Hundred people have embraced Islam. What do we now? They started bullying the Muslims. And especially the poor Muslims. Uh, the, the slaves. Persecuting them. And throwing stones at them. Allahu Akbar. Torturing them. And doing whatever they can do to harm the Muslims. This was their strategy. And the people who were the Qurayshi, they were protected. And so Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an and another a group of companions came to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, we are 100, give us permission to fight. Give us permission to retaliate, give us permission to fight. What is this? They pick and choose the poor Muslimin who have embraced Islam and this is what they do. Look what has happened to Yasir, Bilal, what is happening to them? Ya Rasulullah, give us permission, we will fight. Now a lot of the companions were there and they said we are prepared to give our life in defending Islam. But a Muslim has to be very intelligent. One is to think along those lines that I will die for my faith. Why should you just die? Why should you just die? And look at the lesson that comes from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. No. A Muslim needs to stay alive. And that is very important. Allahu Akbar. A Muslim, a believer is very important. The entire functioning of this dunya is because of those who recite the kalima. And it was not in the interest of the Muslimin at that time because of the meager number of Muslims. One hundred. Immediately Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, No. I will not give permission to those who have accepted the deen of Islam to fight the Qurayshi people. This is intelligence. This is intelligence. Now when we study modern warfare and how uh, all of uh, the military activities take place in our times today, respected brothers, the most powerful mission is your airstrike mission. Your airstrike mission. Modern warfare, modern combating, military expedition. It's your airstrike. Any country who has got a powerful military air force is considered to be a, 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 a military might. And no one will want to challenge them. And so when we look at the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and I'm talking on behalf of 
all human beings, be it Muslims or non-Muslims, because Islam is a religion that promotes peace. And Islam is a religion that roots out terrorism. Islam does not terrorize anyone. It promotes peace and gives peace to the people. And this is what Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa did. But you have to be intelligent. Now if the enemies are going to rain on you a barrage of missiles, missiles, what are the Muslims? Sitting ducks? That yes, we are very brave and very courageous. Yes, you know, we will come, let the missiles come. Allah is Ghafooru Rahim. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. According to the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when you haven't got the capacity, you disperse. What do you do? You disperse. And you go away. Why? Why are you sitting ducks? You can't just be isolated in some acres of land whilst you'll find that uh, a regime is raining on you missiles. This is un-Islamic. And this is not the teachings of Islam. And so a very important lesson to learn from the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi said no to the people of Makkah. No. I will not allow you to fight the Qurayshi people. Only 100. And so... When you don't have the capacity that military might, then the best option is to save yourself and to do things to your own advantage. To do things to your own advantage. And this is a lesson from the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But when it became unbearable, why? Because sahabai kiram ajma'in were giving da'wah to the people. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave them hope. And this is again... Uh, the signs of a great leader giving people hope and what did he say Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said I want you to go and migrate to Abyssinia now why Abyssinia from all the places of the world Syria, the Middle East Iran, Iraq up north, east, west why Abyssinia why Abyssinia and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not want, he, he did not give instructions because Muslims were scared or in fear. He wanted to restrain uh, the Muslims from engaging into open warfare with the Qurayshi people. And that's why he said, no, I want you to go to Abyssinia. And remember at that time there were approximately a hundred Muslims and 80 of them migrated to Abyssinia. Ulama have mentioned Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted to broaden the mindset of the Muslimin that Islam is not something that can be isolated. But during the life of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he showed the Ummah that I want you to get out from the Arabian Peninsula and go close to the Arabian Peninsula which is Abyssinia. Abyssinia. And if the Muslims can establish a small settlement in that part of the region, that will open up a complete new gateway for the rest of Africa to embrace Islam. And so the maqsad was that Islam should flourish in this beautiful continent of Africa. And today even now, mashallah, you will find that in Africa there are many, many Muslims. Many, many Muslims. The South Africans have woken up already, alhamdulillah. But there are many, many Muslims from the north to the south. Especially the northern section 
from, uh, from Africa where you have the Islamic countries, the Arabs are there and then going all the way down. The maqsad was to teach the ummah that your duty is to go out and invite the people. And the Abyssinians were not, not Muslims. The Abyssinians were not Muslims. And so for us to live in this country should be something of great pride for the Muslims. Why? We, Allah has selected us that because of the Muslims here in Europe, inshallah, Islam will spread. Islam will spread. And this is our fundamental duty. And look at the intelligence of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi selected Abyssinia because Abyssinia is very close to the to the borders of the Arabian Peninsula. To the borders of the Arabian Peninsula. And this would even open up a trading route, a trading link between the Muslims of Arabia and the Muslims that have settled in Abyssinia. And so there is a trading link because tijarat is also so important. And so again we learn that for the Muslim community money is extremely important. That we should be a thriving community and there should be a group of people, mashallah, if Allah has given you talents, so there should be a group of people in this field, mashallah, making sure that they earn good money and, and their money is also invested in the path of Allah. That is why Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam selected Abyssinia and no other reason my respected brothers. Allahu Akbar. And the only people who were left in Makkatul Mukarrama with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam most notably was two families. The family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the family of Hazrat Abu Bakr. But all 80 were in Abyssinia. And they knew that this would be a difficult mission for, for the future, for the people of Makkah and the Mushrikeen in Makkah. And they followed the Muslims to Abyssinia. But again, that beautiful, eloquent speech of Hazrat Jafar radiallahu ta'ala, and he even convinced the king of Abyssinia, and they were given complete settlement in Abyssinia. And this was again a big blow for the people of Makkatul Mukarramah. Inshallah ta'ala, we will continue with the seerah of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, and what happens uh, in the next session when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam decided to make hijrah and also to discuss the hijrah of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabur rahim nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk sami'na wa atana gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir birahmatika ya arhamu rahim